skip it. Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Juliana and not Luke. Um, and this time uh, I'm the host of the podcast. Is that about what's going to happen here? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Juliana read this book, or at least she finished this book and I didn't. So she had to do the introduction. It's a show where we review every single science fiction that we book oh, that yes. we read. Oh, I forgot half of it. Go for it. Uh, as we and read this it. is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no such schedule. It's just whenever I finish a book, I do the review and stick it here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Wow, you've got it. Oh my it. God. I've been doing the introduction since, um, since uh, the very start, actually. That's what people notice when they listen to episode number two and I introduce the same introduction. That's the thing. Get a format and you can stick with it for 400 episodes. It feels like when I do the introduction, it's like twice as long as yours. Well, you took a few attempts at it. Anyway, I'm just going to pause this and check if it's recorded. All right, so this book, you read this book and I didn't. So tell us why you read this book. Or tell us what the book is and then what you read, what, okay, why you read it. The book is The Record of a Spaceborn Few by Becky Chambers. And it's the third book in the series uh, of the Wayfarers. Wayfarers series, yeah. Yes. Right. And uh, so uh, we got it because it's a series and I really enjoyed the first one. I found the first one okay it was fun yes it was... i really enjoyed it i gave it five stars um then the second one was a bit like i would have wished she would have continued with different characters like but it was a continuation to, of the it first it was a continuation yeah. but in a, in a very edgy like it wasn't like the the story of the or the people we followed in the first book continued then in the second well here's the thing it was they were like, oh, here's a robot which had its mind wiped and now is, has a new personality and is going to have a new adventure yeah. and doesn't even remember the connections that they had with the previous... Like, yes, so I it's... thought that was a really unfortunate because I really enjoyed the characters and the adventures they had in the first book. All right, here's the thing with me. When I, when I read the first book, it worked because it was like a collection of short stories. It was very episodic. You know, yeah. I, we said it's like a, yes. watching a sci-fi adventure like Firefly, yes. where each episode, a different character mm. visits either their home planet or has an adventure yes. or someone that they know they meet. And, and yeah. there's lots, there seems to be a lot of history in this collection of characters and some good interactions. You know, you had yeah. the lizard alien, you had the robot person, you had the pilot who was locked himself away, you know, all, yes. the, all the different characters. And there. I think the, the strength of... Of Becky Chambers is really her her character narration the way that yeah. she develops the characters it's like very vivid it was very I was very close to the characters because yeah. I just I just got to know them mm. right uh, but what I want to say is in the first book it was like here's a short story and then that episode is over and here's another one so like every few chapters or every chapter was like a short story yes. and it overall told the story but it was like okay they're going somewhere but what they're going for and what they're doing isn't the most important thing let's have some stories along the way but the story would start A, B, C, D and then stop and then the next story would start A, B, C, D whatever, and then stop okay. in the second book they were like here is one character in one place having one story and then that th lasted throughout the entire novel. Yeah. And I'm saying from a story writing point of view and a, and a like story structure point of view, that didn't work for me because the trivialness of the stories in the first book only had to last them like like a, a few pages or like a, a chapter or whatever, if you know what I mean. It didn't sure. matter that they, it was kind of like a small story which didn't have a lot of impact and was just sort of a few people interacting with other people because, you know, a chapter later, they'd be on a new story, a new adventure with new people and new other stuff yes, coming in. Yes, but there was adventure. Yes, in the, I'm saying in the second book, it was one small trivial story which felt like, well, I say trivial, it felt like it had the, the, the depth of a short story but was spread over to a novel. Yeah. Now, in this book, there's a different storytelling structure again. It is. 
But to be honest, it's more like the first book. Except, than it is. except, except, imagine yeah. lots of short stories broken up into sections, and then you skip around between lots of short stories. So one short story you start, and then you get just up to an interesting point. And it's like, okay, now go over to this short story, and now over to this short story, and now over to this short story, and now let's go back to the first short story again. I'm just like, why wasn't this like the original book? Just a series of short stories. Okay, and that's what let I'd me have just liked. let me just interrupt what? you here. What this this podcast now? Yeah. Is about my experience with the book. All right, book. You, you read it. You I don't want you anyway, I'm just to saying. get your experience anyway, I'm in just saying before that I even say anything. That's just what I found. That's the different story structures. That the first one was short, a collection true. of short stories. The second one was one short story spread too long. And the third one was short stories. And the short stories were split up. And, and you had to skip between the short stories. Yes. Uh, anyway, carry on. You, you go for it. You go for it. Anyway, so this book. Yeah. I read it all the way through. I didn't. Luke didn't. Yeah. Um, we got it as an ebook, uh, so um, it is always taking me a while. I don't even know when I started it, but oh, ages yeah, ago. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this book consists of um, seven parts plus a prologue and uh, some, yeah, the prologue. Anyway, yeah. It's part seven is kind of like the epilogue, um, and it follows five people around. Now. I don't mind books that follow five people around. Yeah. What I really don't like is the way that the they cut off the chunks. The yeah. chunks. Like it's it's like you are being comfortable with one person and you, you get to know them better and they're in the middle of doing something and then it's being cut off and you're with a totally different person. Yeah. As like it it takes you as the reader, it takes you really long time to get to know these people when it is spread out over, yeah. let's say, I think I got to know, I, I finally really knew what, who was what happening and what yeah. was doing when in like the third part or something. Yeah. So the first two parts is like, um, I'm not reading a book like that in one big chunk. I'm yeah. not like, I, oh, I take myself uh, 10 hours and then I'm going to read 10 hours straight. That's yeah. just not how my life currently works. I started reading this when we first downloaded it on April the 11th. Yeah. So it's taken you like a month and a half yeah. you know, to get through this. Let me look at my bookmarks. It should say that, right? Oh, yeah. yeah I started on April 8th. Yeah, yeah. So around about the same time. And uh, I finished Like just this on... week, wasn't it? Nineteenth uh, of May last last Sunday. Yeah, so like a week ago. A week ago. So I spread it out over like a month. But um, to to go on with books like like this, you, you would have to read at least the first half of it in one chunk to actually really grasp who is what, uh, who's yeah. who, and who was doing what. And Every time I came back story. to this book, I was like, who's this person yes, again? Exactly. Me too. I always had to kind of start at least a few pages ahead. Yeah. To, but that doesn't help if you if you, if you then run up to and then that just suddenly cuts off and then you're with a different character in a different location. Exactly. Yeah. So it, I'm, I'm never a fan of this kind of storytelling. Yeah. I know this is obviously a thing that authors really like because they like to, I don't know, uh, keep the reader Yeah, different interested. viewpoint characters. I don't know, but it just interrupts the reading experience it, so much. It can work well. Like if it's a fantasy book, fantasy books do this quite often, yeah. but the chunks that you actually do are like significant chunks yes. of story like yeah. it's like it, it is like, like each main chunk of chapter takes you a while to get through when you get to know them like it's not like oh i remember who this character is again and then suddenly oh and now let's switch over to someone else it's like but i was only just getting a yes. ca- hang on who this character was yes yeah. and and these chunks like i'm just looking here at the uh, uh, at the content 
overview yeah. is like, okay, one person gets like five pages and the next yeah. person gets like three pages. Yeah, you want to spend like 20 or 30 pages with someone like rather it's, it's than five pages. It's always yeah. in between uh, five and like uh, two, two, three and five pages long. And then you skip the to chunks. somebody and else. And then you skip to somebody completely. Tessa, Isabel, Sawyer, Kip. A.S. A.S. Yeah. Isabel, so these, Tessa, Sawyer, Kip, yeah, A.S. It just loops same. around. It always loops around. It's always these five people. Um, and of course, at some point, their storylines interlink. Of yeah. course. Of course because that's the whole point yeah. about this. But it's... Uh, so until that moment that they finally start to interlink and yeah. there's going to be like a, a, a storyline needing somewhere, yeah. it is all really like feathered and like very like... Here's the thing. Pew, if pew, this pew. was just five short stories, Tessa's story then Isabel's stories, then Aya's stories, yes. then Kip's stories, then Sawyer's story. Yes. I think I would have been able to read it knowing that this was sort of like a composite novel yeah. like that first novel was yeah. and enjoy it. But because it was split up each time I came back to it, it's not that I'd forgotten who was there, but also it kind of had to fill in like, oh, since then this has happened like that. It wasn't each narrative, yeah. even if you did just do a fan edit and set them all, like put them all together like that. Yeah. You wouldn't, I wouldn't have that same experience because it would always presume that I've been away for four chapters. Yes. Yeah. Although it feels like it doesn't presume that you have been away for these yeah. amount of chapters because it it always it feels like uh, somebody wrote a story yeah. and then an editor went through and chopped off randomly yeah. like okay this is the cut this is the cut and it's it felt thing, it, so unnatural it felt like to me it felt like it was five short stories and they're like oh but this has to be a novel because people want to read a novel they don't just want to read a short story connection, hmm. collection so they were then kind of put together but at the start of it it started off and there was sort of like this this uh, spaceship crash or disaster or something like that and it felt like oh all of these stories are going to re revolve around this this uh, space uh, uh, catastrophe yeah. And there's some people, was there some people stuck on board? I can't even remember exactly what it was, but yeah. you know, they had to, they might have to save these people and they had this amount of time to get there. Mm. I was like, all oh, right, so all of this is going to be, this is the main drama. Yes. It's all going to be, but it isn't because then they were like, oh, and this person is over here and they, she's got some kids and this person's over. And then there was like this alien that turned up. And, like, one of the main sources of drama was, like, the alien slipped on some water or something like that. I can't remember what it was. It was no. like, it's, what's that? So that is from your, uh, perspective of having half of it yeah. okay so um i totally see what you were saying i didn't saying. read half of it i didn't read half of it i read about no. a third of it okay about a third of well um i am i'm saying there could have been some drama yes. later but it spent so long setting up this character then setting up this character, setting up this character and yeah. they set him up and then it's like oh let's go back in and check in this character let's go back and check in this and i thought there would be one like event which tied them all together which i was like oh right and now they're all going to react to this thing in the yes. same way or they're all going to be in the same situation but if you get to a third of the way through the book and I, and the main drama at the start, which was this space disaster, hasn't affected anybody's lives yet. Like the, nothing's happened yet, which is that, that main drama has affected anything. And also the characters, the other characters don't seem to care. They don't, it's not, nothing is impacting anyone's life. It, it was just like, it, it felt so, I know I've said trivial before, but I yes. like, I don't want, I don't want to read this thinking, when is this going to become non-trivial? I'm a third of the way through the book. And so far, everything seems to be so trivial. And I understand where you're coming from. That's what from. the book is. I understand and it. It's no. This, yes. Yes. And no. Yeah. Um, Go and tell me I'm wrong. You're not completely wrong. Yeah. But um, the strength, like I'm now coming to the strength of this book. Yeah, okay. The strength of this book is the, just like the, the very in-depth. It's, it's more of like, 
it's less a, a science fiction book in the sense that you have adventures happening and things happening. It is yeah. really much more of a, um, an exploration of human life in space. Yep. And the way that they interact with aliens, the way they interact with um, each other, the way that they interact with the with the. Um, okay, let me start again. No, 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 it's good. I like um, that. We have to know we are spending time with these five characters, where four of them yeah. are living on a fleet of uh, spaceships yeah. called the Exodus fleet. Yeah, the Exodus. The, the Exodus yeah. and. Um, Exodus, yeah. yeah, they Exodens. are the Exodus. Yes, and this is the Exodus fleet. Yes, right, yeah. Uh, so they left Earth after you know Earth crumbled or whatever happened, and um, and so they they have been living on this spaceship, and it's not the first generation of people living on the spaceship. It's yeah. the like I don't know twentieth uh, generation. Twentieth yeah. generation. So what I really like about this book is the way that they that she explores. Um, the life living on spaceships for people who once came from Earth, yeah. uh, keeping their connection to a place, yeah. but still making this fleet their home. Yes. And um, I really enjoyed that part as well. Like the idea that a fleet went from Earth, arrived somewhere, found that there wasn't anywhere to go. So just like, hey, let's all just keep living on this fleet. You know, they're not actually, they're not still traveling through space, are yes. they? They're kind of like, uh, well, if they are, they're not going anywhere specific. No, it's sort of like, this is, this is our place. This is our place. And yeah. um, they, intro they obviously um, got in contact with aliens, and there's this whole like alien society, mm. and um, they're different, different alien uh, races. Yeah. And they, uh, gave the humans certain things, so like they got like a, a son or something, like they have a son that travels with them or something. I didn't quite understand that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this whole book is more the exploration of how humans who once had a home uh, and now have a, a traveling home live yeah. elsewhere. It is. It kind of felt to me a bit like. Um, like Aurora, was yeah. it Aurora by this, Stanley This book is very, it's in the Kim Robinson? Stanley Robinson, Kim Stanley Robinson. mold of yes. slice of life um, in a different society where people are nice to each other or maybe not so nice to each other, but it's sort of like, here's a society. Yes. Like others of his are very, um, there's, there's a term which they call a, uh, what is it, a, a cosy apocalypse, which is yeah. like John Wyndham with the uh, the Day of the Triffids and some of his others. It's sort of like, oh, there's been an apocalypse, but now we've got, like, we're living in a very, like, we rural adapted. environment. We adapted, yes. and now we're getting on well, and we care for each other, and we like each other. Yeah. And it feels like that kind of thing. Even though it's not apocalyptic, it's sort of like, oh, we're, this is the situation we're in, but we're, we're all going to be good exactly. socialists, and we're going to be looking after and, each and, other. And this, and this thing, because it is such a contained society, they live in a place... Yeah. That is a container, so yeah. it's around it. It surrounds them, yeah. and they are having to recycle, reuse, uh, compost everything that yeah. they do. Even humans, it's, a, it's an enclosed system. Yeah. So they they have this whole. Um, they have lots of these uh, uh, traditions and 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 the, the the things that they're going to. Everybody knows this certain rhythm and rhyme that they always say together. Yeah. It's a little like a little cult in a way. Yeah. You know, and it has, yeah, they all live in these units, and then they, they, they can, little, you can go units, between them. Yeah. And their units are uh, like kind of like. A little bit like beehives, so they have a middle where they all meet, and then they have a wall where everybody who yeah, lives in it. Hexagonal puts structures, their, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, hexagonal structures where they put their handprints on the wall. So it's a very much of a, an exploration of um, kind of like how humans are like living together in as peaceful animals. They're communal. Communal. Yeah. But also with this, with these weird kind of okay. 
the the there's this this archivist and there's the, the like she's like the the leader of yeah. the like all the the history needs to be there and they are very yeah. centered about why are we here what are we doing and and then they ex and she's exploring the different viewpoints of people who think like maybe i don't belong here maybe yeah. even though my ancestors came from here maybe i want to go somewhere else so there are different viewpoints there's this there's this archivist who is very much like uh, protecting of our heritage yeah and then there's this young kid who's really like oh this is just so bullshit i really want to go somewhere yeah. i really want to get out here and yeah. whatever get out here, yeah. then there is this adult woman who has two kids and she kind of feels like a little bit trapped in a way that her husband is, 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 is out in space doing his thing and she's taking care of everything on the fleet and it's kind of like exploring that even even though this is a very um, socialist and very progressive society in a way it is still conservative in a very a basic pattern yeah. yeah it's it's baked into the society so she's like really not quite satisfied with it and then her young daughter also discovers that she's not really happy living somewhere where there's no sky there's like yeah. it's they are even planet, though the feeling yeah, of a planet, even though yeah. they are um protected within the fleet they are just floating out in space and that can have different um different um different effects on on your mental health and yeah. so that young kid by the event that happens at the beginning gets kind of influenced in a in a bad way and then she yeah. struggles and all this kind of stuff anyway also and I, then, there's Sawyer as well I just want to mention because that was the character I kind of yeah, latched onto I just wanted to get oh, okay. to him so there's this one character who actually is from the outside yeah. who lived on a planet who has never lived on a fleet on a yeah. spaceship before so his desire came from oh i'm living in this shithole planet yeah. in this uh colony thing where it's all uh, really dark and bleh yeah, and, yeah. and whatever so he lives on a planet he has all the sky and all the stuff but he wants to get out of there and so in his desire is to go to the fleet yeah because you can live in the socialist paradise where nobody has to do everyone has enough to eat and every yes. like just the basic level that everyone's looked after is for him a, lu a luxury, a luxury kind of level. exactly and and so so you have all these different people with all the different viewpoints and desires and some are more conservative some are more progressive and like in the in a way humans will never change they will always have like yeah you always want to have what you don't have right mm. so the grass is always green on exactly, the other side exactly we have a, this an is, expression this is a just book, for that yeah exactly about this there's a book so you can kind of like basically put it together and this is like an exploration of how humans never are Satisfied happy with what they have yeah. um so um that's the the basic layout i would say yeah. and yes there is this major event happening at the beginning mm -hmm. and um you i wished <laughs> okay I wished. now you're gonna now you're gonna review the book that you wanted this book to be okay i do this all the time in this podcast okay, I'm, like, I, I'm not gonna do that my okay. no no no, no it's good i want you to do it because this is part of the format where we like have the book and we're like yeah. i'm not happy with, with the decisions the author made here's the decisions the author could have made where i would have been happy with this book but of course I often want authors to make decisions which I don't think would make me happy, but just write write well enough and have a good enough story to, to win me over to their side. So yes. anyway, tell me what you think Becky Chambers should have done as a not highest level writer, but just to win you over at, yeah. with this book. What could she have done? So basically the first, the, 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 the starting event in this book is the prologue. And it yeah. is, I just looked, it's 27 pages long. 
Yeah, from from, from page oh no, 10, from page 10, 12 to... until 27 or something. Yeah. So it's not even 27 pages. Yeah. It's even less. It's like 15 pages. 15 pages. Yeah. If those pages yeah. would have just been a third of this book. Yeah. And and we would have explored way more at the beginning. Like it, it just seemed like the order of things is a bit yeah. mixed up. So we get a tiny, tiny, tiny chunk of what happened at the beginning. Yeah. And then loads of stuff of like how people live the aftermath and what yeah. happens because of the aftermath. I mean, there are things happening yeah. because of that. Yes, I know, but I just never got to them a third of the way but into the book. But like, it's like maybe uh, this happens. I don't know. Well, let me have a look. Let me have a look. We can see that where it happened. Yeah. Um, it happens. The part four. Like part four. This is where then suddenly the things change. Ah, uh, okay. So it, the part four is where things change, which is 200 pages into yes. a, a, a 294-page yes. so book. Yeah. 200 pages after we started with the prologue where things happen. 200 pages later... The story actually kicks the, off. The story actually connects it to the I, beginning. I never got there. Yes. I never got to that. I know that. And this is why I'm saying that, because, of course, your perspective is slightly twisted. Mine is more like the yeah. You the actually got you thing. actually got where the drama kicked in again. Exactly. So um, when I'm saying the the the, the highest the largest bit of drama that literally the largest bit of drama that I read, which the characters seemed to be most upset about, was an alien slipping on some water. No, it, it didn't slip on water. It had to get the water so it can oh, actually. Okay. Go oh yeah, that was the thing. It needed water to slip on the water. I yes. can remember like that. But yes. that's the thing. Like in the first two hundred pages of a. Uh, no, what what is it? Of a, um, how many, how many is pages? Like, uh, two hundred ninety-three or something. Yeah, two hundred ninety-three pages. Like, if you have to get past the halfway point of the book to understand, like, what what the drama is, and I'm, again, I don't mind reading a, a Kim Stanley Robinson book, which is almost devoid of drama all the way through. Which is sort of like, you know, I've read a few of these and. Um, even like Red Mars, you're like, oh, here's some drama at the start, and here's a bit more. But there's not like because it's it's just a story. It's like lots of bits of stories all the yes. way through. But his his uh, California Coast um, trilogy or his Gold Coast one, which is sort of like three different stories, all set in Orange County of okay. California. Yeah. But uh, oh, what's up? Oh, uh, one, let me one second. Press pause. Press pause here a second. Okay, so in this uh, uh, California, three Californias thing, there's like a scene where like the main drama is someone trying to get toothpaste out of a toothpaste bottle and go, oh no, I want to get all the way to the very end. It's like this, this is a whole scene of just somebody like brushing his teeth. And it's not about that. It's about, you know, like uh, caring for the environment and using stuff. And another, and the same one, he just goes surfing. Another one, people go, it's like really like, again, like seemingly trivial adventures, but like the story, the, the, the characters are good enough, you spend enough time with them, yeah. that you're like, oh, right. So the main drama on this is who's going to serve as the um, chairman of the local council? And you're just like, wow, why am I even reading this? And you get to the end of the book, you're like, oh man, that was that was meaningful in yes, a way. Because and these these little seemingly trivial stories, yeah. they are symbols, yeah. right? It's full of symbolism. So it's like, okay, that overall, oh, everything means something, yeah. right? And she, I'm pretty sure she's trying that too. Yeah. And she is a succeed. I can see what she's doing. Yeah. But it's kind of like in this not very 
elegant way. Well, that's the thing. The chapters are too short. Like, yeah. You can't get... I never really... Like, Sawyer, I never really found... Like, he... He's the character that I latched onto because he's the one who was coming to this place new for the first time. Yeah. And everything he's that newbie, he's doing is like, he's oh, rookie. I'm here. Oh, I'm going to get this. Do I need to take someone's name? I'm going to live here. What's going on? What are these, what are these words on the wall? Like, if people sign the wall yeah. or whatever it is, handprints on the wall. Yeah. And over here, oh, what's the going on? You know, and he's all like, but then as soon as he was like getting used to something, we just cut away from him. Yes. Like, and then a bit later, he'll be coming back. And I'm like, tell me more about this Sawyer guy. Yeah. Where's he coming from? What's he yeah. doing? Like, what yeah. was it like in the previous place? Yeah. And that's why I kind of wanted just a short story of just him arriving here and then when we kind of get a view of this place from the outside and then we're like oh right now let's have um isabel's story or yeah. whoever's story it's going yeah. to be like and get a bit to know more about the the archives and the history of the place and then go yeah. across to the person who's doing the space and adventures we, and we do because like you mentioned the alien who needs the water to slip on it this is an alien anthropologist yeah who comes to the fleet yes i get that to, to, to explore, study it yeah, to study it. yeah so through this alien character we are meant to learn about the fleet yeah but i was just like who's this alien guy but it's it's such a vehicle for this it's like the the mirror thing you know where a character looks into a mirror and then we get to know how they look like it's like it was like "Mm, okay i see what you're doing yeah Um, so again it was two characters came in and weirdly enough while i was interested in the exodon fleet and i thought it's i think it's a really good idea of having a fleet that goes out to explore the world finds that the world has already been explored, finds that people who have set off later than them from Earth had faster yeah. ships got there before them. So there's yeah. no exploring to do. They don't need to recolonize anywhere no. because that's done. They're like, oh, all our jobs of exploration and recolonization have been done already. Yeah. What is our purpose? And they're like, well, yeah. let's just park our ships here and this can just be our home and we'll just live here because yes. we can just live here. Yes. And I really like that science fictional idea. Mm. You know, it's, I've seen it done a few times before where a fleet leaves and then they get there and the faster fleet has already overtaken them. Because yeah. they went slower than the speed of light, or because very, they very slow. Yeah, yeah. And one. with low, yeah, yeah. low level technology, and they get there and they're like, "Oh right, the the um, the, the faster than light or the other people." There. Yeah. Uh, it's like, here it's it's like sort the, of like the rabbit and the yeah. no, the hare and the eagle. No, no, the 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 what is it? The it, par- parabola. Got, not even got even anything to do with that. Oh, it's right. like, like slow yeah. and steady. Turns out gets there when you're talking about interstellar distances. Way way slower than the speed yes. of light. It, yes. No matter what happens. Yeah. But I'm saying normally that's like the twist or that's part of the story. Whereas this happened like generations ago, yeah. and now it's sort of like and now this fleet still exists. They're actually held together as a unit. Let's talk about that. Yeah. And the idea of that, I felt really. That, that was really good. Like, I liked yes. that idea. But then the way it was explored with these characters on this such, like, say there's such low level, it was like, ah, oh, yeah. but it doesn't, uh, does it matter? This, I'm not really sure. In this whole story, there was, I would say, three, three things where the pace picked up a little bit and I was actually a bit excited. Oh, yeah. Was one of them that an alien needed some water to no. slide on? The first, well, like, maybe the beginning, but at the beginning, you're not really into the story. No, because you don't know the people. You don't know how important the, it is the, that the, the spaceship's crashing. The second one is when, is, like, I try to not go into spoiler territory. Doesn't matter. Bit. Just say what happens. Um, Nobody's going to so be... So, Sawyer... No, yeah. Like, when he arrives, he is he is vulnerable. Yeah. Because he's the new person. He doesn't really know who, what, yeah, what is what. On, yeah. And so he kind of slips into some illegal things because he doesn't know it's illegal. Oh, because yeah. he doesn't know yet how the fleet works. Yeah. And so he has his own big adventure. And, and I like that. And I think this part could have been explored so much more. Yeah. He could have gone... Uh, like he he actually went on on a on a cargo hauler yeah like 
I think it was in the first book. They were on this. Yeah, like, they're on a cargo hall. Yeah. yeah. So oh, is it the same one? No, I don't think oh, so. Oh, it's not. Oh, no, okay. I don't. I don't think. I can't remember the names of the the the, the of the the crew in the in the first one. I don't think it was the same one. Anyway, but. He gets on this kind of thing, and it's the same kind of like uh, cranky crew, and it's like yeah. some some really weird person, some some person that's very um, very open and very friendly. And uh, like oh, the, the ship is called the Wayfarer. Ashby and Jinx and Kizzy and Sizzix. Yeah, mm, it's not that ship, no, is it? No, I don't think. Uh, I don't think so. No. Um, anyway, so. Uh, he gets on that and then he has this adventure because he thinks, oh, this is cool. I'm, I'm finally accepted within the, within the people who live on, on the Exodus fleet. Accident fleet, no. Accident fleet, yeah. Anyway, so he has his adventure and then something happens yeah. and it's over. The adventure. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, I would have wanted way more of this. <laughs> oh, wait. And, and then what does he do? Does his chapters just end and then he goes back to like some other life, like normal life or... No, not, not quite like that. Yeah. The events that happen there yeah. kick off some other events on uh, the ship. Okay, so the other characters getting involved as the well. The other characters get involved that we already knew beforehand and he has met a few of them. Yeah. So he had like, there were like a few touches of, uh, of people who... Um, who touch each other. And there's, um, for example, the connection to Kip is that uh, uh, Sawyer goes in the restaurant, um, you know, where he has problems understanding the food and the rating and then gets the food that he really can't deal with. And Kip really likes the food of that place and often gets the food from just from that. And this is specialties. This is what he likes. This is the delicacy, what he likes. So that is the the touching point there. Then there's Ayas, who he meets, and she tells him, oh, yeah, if you go to the fleet, uh, everybody kind of gets, like, to do the basic jobs because uh, the basic right, job okay. needs to be done. Yeah. You know, you get into the sewage first because everybody really, um, like... Has to learn that, yeah. Everybody has to learn how the whole fleet is built and works. And so it's very much of a, a well-respected thing to do if you, get, if you start a job, mm. if you get out of school, start a job, yeah. you start... We look through all the different departments and do all this, like shit work. Yeah, you know? the menial and, work. And, yeah, and while doing that, you are you being respected because yeah. you, you 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 contribute to life on the fleet, right? So she's a, she's a, a burial person. Like, how would you say an uh, undertaker? Uh, yeah. So she because it is a an evolving system. It's an enclosed system. They take the bodies. Yeah. And cremate them and then compost them. Yeah. And put them on the ground, and then 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 the plants take the soil and you know the the fertilized soil. And they feed and them to the pigs, and they eat the pigs, so they all eat the humans. Yeah. So it's like it's like this enclosed system, and, and everybody needs to be part of it. So As tells him about this part. So this is her connection. Yeah. So there's always like there's this one character, and then they have these meeting points. Little meeting, little meeting points. But did they? Need, but did the stories need to be broken up as much as they were for them to work? No, really not. Yeah. It could have been much bigger chunks and the story would have worked just as well and if we would have just just followed this one character we could have had all the others being like a a, a big web it could have been side characters but the side characters here get their each they're really big chapters and we could have had that but in bigger chunks and it would have made this this book so much better because we as the reader would actually get to know the people, get to like them, get to understand what what is the what is what is the what are the circumstances that they are in, yeah. um, instead of just going like, um, 
I'm here, I want to see this. And then somebody takes my head and violently shakes it over there. And, and I'm like, oh no, I, but okay, now That's I'm some really good miming. Nobody now on the podcast I'm, can understand now it. Now I'm in here, okay, now I understand it. all somewhere else okay. again. So yeah, that's a little that's bit a how I felt like. I know, here's the thing. I just I was just looking, scrolling down some other people who either didn't rate it or rated it low stars. Like um, Nikki Hawks, three stars. Plot, what plot? Question mark. They mm. found this book very difficult to rate. Did not finish 35%. This is Sad Sunday. Um, I gave up because nothing dot 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 ever dot 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 happens mm. dot 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 dot. Yes, um, you have to push through through uh, 293 pages to yeah, and me, get the start. And, and there's a thing like Sad Sunday here gave up at 35%. I also gave up probably just over 35%. Mm. But like you say, it's it's a 300 page book and you've got to get to page about 200 before you're like really like locked into the things that yes. happen. Here's the thing. People say, oh, you, it shouldn't be about things happening. I like books where nothing seems to happen. I like these slice of, book, slice of life books. There's this, there's this uh, China Mountain Zhang where I read it and I didn't know what, to go, what I was getting into when I read it. But it's a similar kind of thing. There's some people on Mars doing some stuff. There's some people on Earth and, you know, this person does this and they make that. And you're like, oh, what's actually, is anything happening here? Like, what's drawing it? But, like, the writing is good enough and the characters are good enough and the world is good enough for, to, like, for me to draw me through a book which is you know in that in that style you know yeah. and this book didn't do that the writing isn't good enough the characters aren't distinct enough the 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 thing the troubles that they're having aren't interesting enough that the to be honest the, the setting is good enough but i don't want these stories in that setting yeah. if you know what i mean what i think is um what she's trying to do and what she's good at are two different things she wrote here a book which is very philosophical. Yeah. The symbolism is so philosophical. It is yeah. an exploration of the human race. It's an exploration of how humans always, there's always a community. You have always people who want to break out. Yeah. You always have people who want to get in. Yeah. How are we dealing with this kind of stuff? And in the end, there is, there are developing, um, uh, like, uh, for example, at the end, a few people set up an academy for people who want to come back to the fleet. Oh, right, yeah. Not only there's already this academy of people who want to get Le out, leave the fleet, yeah. but then they discover, okay, maybe it's also good to get an academy to welcome people here. So to not only lose the people, but also get some back and then they make them feel comfortable here. Yeah. So, but this is nothing substantial. This is just what human communities do, yeah. right? So you have a little village and it's bleeding out because the young people want to go somewhere else yeah, because yeah. they go where no, stuff I, happens. I totally get it. The old people get older and then a few people come in and then they get neglected because they're the newbies. And they're, yeah, they're the it's, immigrants. It's like you can look in any Brandenburg uh, village. This Literally this stuff happens. Is, is happening outside so, Berlin, yeah. And this is what this book is about. And I don't think Becky Chambers is good, a good enough philosopher to, to go in totally philosophical, like, oh, what would Nietzsche think? What would, yeah. uh, I don't know. Like, it's it's know, kind of like it's the not, basic level of like, oh, here's basic... just life experience philosophy. Yes. And, and that is such a pity because she's so good in, in making characters. She's like, it's amazing how I get into these characters and understand them. And, and it's, they, they are so well-rounded and well-explored. 
But then nothing. She needs to write stories where stuff happens because yeah, well, that's, that's why I, I really well. I say really. I quite enjoyed the first book because it was like that. Exactly what it was. Here's some characters that you like. Some trouble comes their way, or trouble doesn't come their way. Maybe they're just going to hang out together yeah. for a while, and maybe one person wants to know this, and maybe this person's going to download and. Uh, but you have a very ship into a very body. narrow look at something, and not like trying to just look at everything. And yeah, it seems like. When she was bound in these first two books, she was bound one with a small crew on a ship of like here's six people or here's yes. eight people, and some of them aren't even people. Some of them are aliens. Yeah. Some of them are robots. Yeah. Some of them are you know clones. Some of them are whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Like and it's in a in a small boundary box. And any time that they come in contact with anybody else, it's sort of like and here's four other people for this yeah. chapter, and then let's move on. And they have to interact. With yeah. Them. And yeah. in the second book, it's sort of like here's one character and three people that she gets to know yeah. and in a, one society and here it's sort of like and now here's a fleet with thousands and thousands of people on a ship yes. with like you know like and, and I never and I never wide. thought this like yes you just said that because we have these five people that we follow along yeah I never it like in hindsight now it feels like this ship was an empty thing With five people. With twelve people. You never got those vistas of where like thousands of people got together in one place. Well, there was oh. one scene at the beginning in the prologue. Yeah. Where one Kip got introduced as the young boy. Yeah. And there we got to know Lo the lots of lots other, people. Of other yeah. people and that yeah. human beings are conceived as literally by the aliens as dirty smelling animals. Yeah. Um, but that was the only scene where. We had a, a sense of scale. Yes, sense of scale. This is what it was saying to me when I was reading this book, and it says, "Oh, here it is. Okay, there's everyone's built up of units, and you have this one, this one part, this one segment. No, it's a hexagon segment. Yes, and then around that is six They're more. They're called hex. Oh, they hex. are called hexes. Yeah, hex. So around that is six more, and each one of those has a, a person. That's their room or whatever. Yeah, and our each, family. Our and, family. Yeah. And then, but then that family unit, each one of those is six of them around another, another thing, one. and yeah. then around that is six of things. And And around that it's here and it got to this point and then it was sort of like oh and then there's um then there's hundreds of these per ship and there's uh, hundreds of ships or whatever yeah like it that. gets explained but it, 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 but the thing is it's it kind of went in the wrong direction if you yeah. know what i mean if someone flew up to a ship and were like holy shit that ship is six kilometers across and 12 kilometers deep and it's four kilometers you know whatever like give yeah. me some massive dimensions and my brain would have been like wow that's huge how do they make this work and this is what the culture series does so well like it, it, with Ian M. Banks it, often he'll they'll turn up to a spaceship and it's massive and you're like well how does that work and you go all right okay well those top layers are just for engineering these bottom layers and then you go into yeah. them and actually the, the layers are so big that they can't just be one pressure vessel because then the pressure at the bottom the air pressure at the bottom is too much and the air yeah, pressure at the top so then a, we split it up into yes, different there's you know, the scientific exploration well, well, it's not scientific to, yeah, it's some it's, engineering yes, goes behind it yes. and because it starts off on this big scale and goes smaller and there's others where like oh there's like a trillion aliens living in here and how do they get about well there's these pipes and you see this and you see that thing that looks like water going through that's actually that's actually aliens and they, you know you zoom you start yeah. on the wide view and zoom in yeah. was here because it started off oh, here's your here's your room and then you zoom out zoom out and it never really felt like that as engineered like this the the spaceship engineering was only social there wasn't anything else there yeah. and then we didn't get the wide view of the social except that oh here are the units that we go in and I'm like I don't think all humans fit into beehive like um, structures like there's and the thing is it seems like if they don't fit in with these very 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 predetermined then, then they leave and I'm like yeah, yeah of course they're going to leave yeah and, 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 and I also I don't quite know how many ships are there I, I wasn't, wasn't was clear a, on that, it but it was a fleet. I, but but in my in my head are only three ships. Yeah. Oh, because only because, three ships are mentioned. Well, I'm sure other got mentioned, mm. but I don't know. The story happens on this one ship. 
then uh, the one character goes across to another oh, to another have ship? a sex yeah. adventure because it's oh, yeah, strange that. to yeah. have the sex adventure on your own ship or but something. But it felt like the ships were big enough that you could probably just go like two le levels down and find people that but you didn't know. Did it, because it, I don't know. And that's the, the difficulty. It I felt had. like and then I have to go to... ship yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So but, this is the three ships that I know of. But if you've got to go to a different spaceship to have a sex adventure where nobody knows you because oh, what does she do? She does the, she's a well, she's professional the, hugging person or whatever, no, isn't she? No, she's the caretaker. Oh, she's the caretaker, yeah. So she is the person that literally everyone could know because yes. she takes care of burying all the people. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh wait, I, I remember. And of now, course, yeah. then you don't want you don't want to go into into like a brothel and then yeah, and people see, recognize you. See you, see the person that you but just for me, a family member. See, to me, that feels so. It feels prudent in a way. But yeah, it feels so like provincial. It feels so silly that like. Uh, like oh I don't want to do this because my I'm gonna be in the wrong like oh someone might recognize me and I'm like yeah but we're all adults here if you want to have yes. sex with people but, it's fine to have I mean, sex with someone if you're not married to them and don't want a long term relationship yes. and don't want to talk it to is, them I mean there's plenty of people that will just be like oh we we're just gonna have sex great like that's what adults are yes. like and it felt so childish it no what I think even was, the sex adventure felt like like not even thought through did you, properly did you get to that point when yeah, she, yeah she went she went so to she another went, place to have a sex went, adventure yes. I'd forgotten about it until you mentioned it but, but I did read. I mean, I mean, she wasn't a sex adventure. She just wanted to get somewhere. I mean, and then it is part of what she wanted to do. She wanted to get away from her, um, yeah, from community. her duties, yeah. from the duties that she does, and she wanted to detach herself from the job that defines her. Yeah. that was what she wanted. Yeah, yeah, of it wasn't so much. I, I mean, the, I don't think it, it did go so far in being prude, but it it felt. It felt no, like, it wasn't prudish. I'm no, just saying it, it felt it felt like basic. Like, and the, the guy that she like first that level she problem met, solving. You yes, know. but the guy that she then met, he's like like very proud, and he, he yeah. does ha he's he's good at his job. Part of this job. Yeah, the, being everybody being has sexy a job. Is part of his job. Being uh, how are they called in Firefly the um, the consorts, courtesans, mm, consort. Mm. I think it's no, a concert. The, the companions. Companion. Oh, that's, that's it. it. Okay, yeah. It's a nicer word. Yeah. And um, the companions is a job in in a world where people live on 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 spaceships. It's yeah. just a job because you need it because uh, humans. And so uh, <laughs> because humans. yeah. And so and so this is it is just part of it. But still, it felt. Um, I mean, she went away to get away from her duties and her job. That was yeah. what she get, got away. But still, what I really don't, they, they always, in this whole book, they try to explain the gravitas of the accident, accident fleet and yeah. how they were like um, it's important. holding the yeah. archive and yeah. like keeping the records and, and have theaters where people watch like uh, forests and we wildlife and, and, yeah. and, and be attached to something that they are so far away from so far away it's like yeah when we say 25th generation well, it, they don't know what an eagle is we they just don't watched know the, what a hedgehog is a few and, days ago we watched mad max fury uh, not fury mad max beyond the thunderdome yeah and there's this community of children um who were uh, escaped on a plane and they're <laughs> oh, like so oh well, and they're all like telling the stories of like are you are you Captain Fisher, Walker. Or Captain Walker, you know, and things like that, yeah. and, and it seems they, like this they disconnect. Keep this, they, keep, they have this. Because there's nothing what this is like. No, but but, uh, but they all, it's it's a little bit like a cult. They have a yeah. story that they all like re retell, and it's yeah. slightly weird, and it's slightly not quite right. Yeah. But because people but it keep telling it, together. it's like it's like this evolving thing itself. Yeah. Okay, we've talked a lot about this. You've, okay. You've you've said that it's. 
I said that the stories felt trivial and I didn't carry on reading it. You went all the way through. Did you find, were you satisfied when you got to the end of the book? Did it in, in overall it make you happy that you read the book? Um, I think it was, it wasn't that big of a, of an issue that I did read it. Now my iPad went blank, uh, because the battery, um, How would you know? I, I, it's just How lying you... around. I'm not using it so constantly, you know, anyway, I read the book. I didn't felt betrayed or anything at the end. Yeah. I'm glad that I did read until the end because it set the overall thing in a bigger, on a bigger umbrella, but it didn't feel like I read anything that opened my eyes or I or was satisfied like, you or challenged oh, you. Yeah. That was what this all was about. Uh, well, that's a pity. Um, anyway, there was one thing that I was super annoyed at the end. Oh, really? Oh, you yes. haven't even, I, I didn't even realize you were going to do this uh, at the end, this, um, this wrap it up thing. And I think I'm, I know it's bad. I quickly what? want to get my other iPad. No, I'll get it. Don't worry about it. Get you my other talk, iPad. So the last page, so you read until the very end and it's an ending. And uh, the the book finishes because you know it's the last page, and then there's nothing worse. Are you getting it? Oh yeah, I left it in the bedroom. Um, so there's nothing worse. You read a book until the end, and then there's like maybe five centimeters of white. Yeah. And then I need to read it. You need to talk now because I need to search well, it. Juliana is opening up her other iPad. One of her iPads ran out of battery and now she gets out her second iPad. Juliana has a work iPad and a play iPad. Her old, the, the play iPad is my iPad mini retina one and she's got an iPad Pro for her doing Why her music not? work. Oh, it's, what's up? It's... The rotation lock is on. Right, what's up? <sighs> okay, you can do it. It doesn't work. Pass it here, let me have a go. Ah. Is it working now? No. You have a rotation lock on. Yeah, now we're working. Okay. I can just look on. I have the. If you want to look at the ebook, I had it I'm my, showing you now. Okay. I want your reaction. Okay. I'm showing you. Yeah. The last page. Okay. Just look at it. Okay. And see if you can find what I find most annoying. Okay. Oh man. Right. From the ground. This is the final novel. From the ground we stand. From our ships we live. By the stars we hope. Sign up to Becky Chambers' newsletter here. Yes. This is literally. I thought like. Oh my god! I got so angry. <laughs> How can how can they do this? I know this this actually happens with Kindle ebooks. What you'll do is get to the last page and you'll flick onto it and suddenly it'll go up and be rate this book and I'm like, "Oh, I don't I didn't have any time yes, to come." But at least it's on the next page. It is on the next page. Normally it's on the next we page. We have to we have to take a, a picture of this like okay. let's let people see yeah, it because we'll, it's, we'll take the the photo that we take. Um, I got angry at this because it tried to be at the end it tried to do like a very meaningful narrating of the of the whole accident this is like yeah. we, we we get to we that finishes with their like little yeah. verse that they all know that they all chant whenever it's like a big celebration and it's like this whole thing the next page is acknowledgements if it was sort of like yes. if it was like got to the end from our ship we live by the stars we hope and you you go oh a blank space down here yes i'm five pages away from the end if i go to the next page it's probably going to be acknowledgements you go to the next page and it says yeah. sign up for becky chambers email yes acknowledgements that's <laughs> yes. what you actually yes. want isn't it you yes. want to get to, at least get yes. to the next page it had no dignity yeah the end was letting me even further down than the whole book was like 
I know. Here's the thing. I've talked about this a few times before in books because what happens often at the end of an audiobook, you'll be listening to it and suddenly theme music will be playing and you're like, mm. oh, I'm, I'm 30 seconds away from the end of the book. And mm. then, you know, the theme music the, the, or whatever the music mm. is, the title music like, comes up a bit. Yeah. And it's like, oh, uh, you're, you're signaling that the end of the book is coming by there. Other times, actually, if you're reading a paper book, you know you're getting to the end because the, the back of the book gets less and less oh, chunky. It says, like, it, it's an, an empty space and then down the bottom it says yeah. the end. It says last page, in, last page in chapter or yeah, yes. or Finn or something like yeah. that. Or Get, it just, it just, but, it's a natural end and you know, okay, this is the end of the story. You just feel it. It's yes, just I know, obvious. but sometimes I get to the end of the book and it's not the end of the ebook. You've still got like 40 pages to go. And then yeah. you realize, and then it says, um, here's the first chapter of a of different the, book, yeah. of a different book. Yeah, yeah, here's another like, bit. Yeah, and I like, often ah. get like, uh, yeah. I, I get fooled by that as well. Yeah, so like, so oh, I don't mind, a, I don't mind yeah. an approaching end of the book which catches me by surprise. And then they're like, and yes. now it's like, oh, I thought I had look. This is, that's yeah. happened in the R. Scott Backer books, his Prince of Nothing series. You get to the end of the trilogy and you're like, oh, wow, this yeah, is it's all still happening. Pages and then it goes, and then it goes like, and now everybody dies. Literally everybody in the book dies. Like at the end of this series, everybody in the book dies. And now here's the um, encyclopedic glossary or something. And <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Right, there's another, another thing. And you're just like, oh, so when everyone died at the end of the book and I still thought I had like another hundred pages of the book to go, nope, I was like, this is, how are they going to get out of this? Like everyone's yeah. dying. And then you yeah. go, oh, I know everybody did die. Yeah. Literally, literally the evil forces won and it is apocalyptic and what they thought was going to, yeah. And you're just like, oh, right, that's, that's weird. Yeah. And now here's a glossary. And I'm like, oh. But I this. Know. I know. I understand. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's okay, you've ranted, we've ranted 10 minutes now. It's about... one line in yeah. between. It's not even like a few yeah. paragraphs. Yeah, we'll take a photo of it. We'll yes. take a photo of it. Anyway, anyway that's, that's... that was... Look, this is 16% as well. You've got two oh, almost come on, out of the battery. Right yeah, but uh, I, got, oh, I got so angry when I I know, I totally understand. Right then. Um, <laughs> anything else you want to say? Anything else angry about it that makes you annoyed or angry? Or Do you want to rate this book? We've talked about the themes. Um, we've talked about the characters. We've talked about the setting. We've done the full format of the Science Fiction Book Review podcast. You've I had think... a good rant. Um, uh, are you going to rate it? I think I would maybe rate it two stars. Two stars? Well, I'm not rating it at all because I didn't get more than halfway through, so yes. I'm not going to give any ratings. So this is going to come in at two stars. Yes. Let me have a look at what the uh, the other two books came in at, um, yeah. which I didn't... Uh, uh, what, what's the name of the uh, series? Wayfarers. Wayfarers. Okay. Um, Wayfarers 1 got 2.5 stars. Wayfarers 2 got 2.5 stars, and this is two stars. I think Wayfarers 1 only got a lower rating because you rated it like three stars and I rated it two stars. You know, like it was whatever. But I still think this book peaked about three quarters of the way through the first book. Because mm. I, was, I was enjoying it perfectly good as a little throwaway space adventure, a bit like Firefly, a bit like these other yeah. sci-fi series. You know, it felt like episodic TV and that was fine that that's was weird good. on on goodreads when i looked this up uh i uh i rated the long way to a small angry planet with five stars really well that's why i think it Look, got... I, I i even wrote a re i know <laughs> i sometimes write a review i finished this book with a smile and feeling the comfort of family and friends very closely yeah I enjoyed spending my time with every single character and liked very much how it wasn't much about politics in the end, but a lot more about the way that a group of seemingly different people can form a family. Yeah. This is how it should be. Yeah, I rated that two and a half stars. So I think maybe in that case, I I just took my ratings. Maybe you weren't on that podcast or something. Yeah. Actually, I don't... Yeah, I think I finished it and then you then you did it. Yes. Maybe, so maybe that two and a half stars was just my rating. Just yours. Yeah, um, because I really enjoyed the first book. And I think that was also because it was a much, much much smaller uh, yeah, focus. Like the setting was like yeah. a ship 
these eight people or these yeah. six people and a yeah. few other people that I meet along the way they've got a job to do they do the and job and you got to know everyone really well spider on the wall yeah um, yes so uh, that's it then what are you giving this one two stars two stars two stars from me as well so unfortunately Becky Chambers you didn't win us over in your continuing saga I'm of really Wayfarers sad. maybe maybe I'm I was once writing a science fiction slash fantasy book and uh, well it was the science fictional part of that and the alien race that went around that was kind of like the background of these different books that I was writing. Yeah. Uh, I called them the Wayfarers because I thought that was a good thing. But now I couldn't call that series Wayfarers anymore. No. Because that's been taken. It's taken. It's taken. Yeah. It's the book which is the, the Monster Story Conference. And that's kind oh, of other right. bit, and a fantasy book which was set in the same world. Actually, it's all set in the same world as the Mining Tomorrow thing. Yes. With the idea being that the technology which, uh, the, the world-breaking technology in the Mining Tomorrow series actually spreads people out into oh, the stars. I see. And the, the musical then, I've written... The yeah. space Velociraptor, also the same, also oh, the same so universe, ah. or, or it can be. It uses the same technology yes. as that same universe, yes. um, which is uh, anyway. Although that I, in... I read the book, it's um... all right. Let's uh, let's yeah. wrap it up here then. Two two stars for that one. Um, the book that I'm reading now is actually uh, an audio book. Oh, where's uh, what do I need to do to get find this one? Oh, I can just click on home. Your phone? I can click home. Um, so I was reading that, that uh, fantasy book, and as I said before, like I kind of got to the end of part one, first chapter, and it skipped forward in time, yeah. and then I kind of lost interest. I will get back to Le- Black Leopard Red Wolf, but I listened to the um, the uh, the podcast from the Incomparable. Every year they do a um, two two episodes. One is the all the Nebula Award nominated books ranked, yeah, and then they 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 talk about them, you know, in a little bit of detail, and then and then rank them and say which one they think should win the Nebula. And they do the same thing with Hugo. So normally yeah. like five to eight books or however many get uh, get nominated, and so they talk through some of these, and some of them sounded like they weren't going to interest me at all. You know, lots mm. of urban fantasy and other bits and things which I'm not. I mean, I'll read it, but it's not my kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, the calculating stars uh, was they talked about that. And yeah. it's interesting. Well, what was their approach to that one? Well, here's the thing. When they did an episode specifically about the, the lady astronauts, the yeah. calculating stars... They were quite happy with it, right? Well, of course, because they said, who wants to talk about this book? And of course, the people who actually want to talk about it are the people who read it and enjoyed okay. it. Yeah. Whereas this is like the general Nebula episode. Yes. And they were like, oh, well, I uh, I knew that you did an episode about this, but I didn't want to come onto it because, again, it's sort of like, <laughs> you're all going to be enthusiastic about it. And, and I, I would have been like, And it was his, I think, his out. lowest rated book or something, or whatever <laughs> it was. So there are some... It, it wasn't just me. I was like, oh, these incomparable people like normally like I kind of respect their taste in books but Calculating <laughs> Stars is, was such a miss for me yeah. and was everyone's favourite book it turns out it wasn't everyone's favourite book it Just was everyone's favourite were... the people who yeah. wanted to talk about it it was yeah. their favourite book um, anyway another one that they talked about was Blackfish City by Sam J. Miller um, which was uh, which was again in this weird way said told to me as sort of like oh you know like Kim Stanley Robinson does like this slice of life in in different yeah. cities and things like yeah. that it's like that it's set in the Arctic after the you know the, after the ice caps are melted and things and they're up near Greenland or whatever out. and so they go up there and there's uh, and it's and weirdly enough it's quite in some ways it's like exactly this book that we just reviewed mm. here's a character who's just arrived and he needs to find his oh, way yeah. in here and there's some little slice of life from here and here's somebody who lives there who's, <laughs> who's rich and he's doing this and this person is a is a MMA fighter and he's there to do this and this person is the sister of that MMA maybe I'm not sure I need to work out what the, all the connections are so I'm you know I'm like an hour something into this 10 hour audiobook yeah. and yeah it's good so far it's like slice of life in a. but again the world is like here's a place and they set up the geography at the start here's the thing with these eight sp- 
spokes coming off this yes. middle section, yes. geothermal vents, yeah. and then they're talking about someone who's turned up with a with a polar bear and an orca, and she arrives, and but that's in, mysterious. And then there's someone who's like doing a like a, a blog, which is read like as a podcast that you can listen to, which is kind of an introduction to this into the directions of the series. It's yeah. sort of like, hey, everyone should go over here, and everyone's like, oh, let's go check that place oh, out, yeah. you know. <laughs> and it's like a guide to the city. So we're reading the guide to the city, and yeah. the people in the book yes. are using that guide to the city to explore places and find yeah. things out. So anyway. I can see very many, many parallels to this book. It's it's right there in it. Mm. And for some reason, this book immediately clicks with me and I'm mm. like, oh, this is great. Maybe because it's a bit more, you can already feel the drama because the um, Blackfish City, it's sort of like much more gritty. Like mm. there's poverty, there's mm. crime, there's yeah. rich people. There's like these different levels of, of where like <laughs> rich people come in contact with poor people is drama. Um, desperate people come in contact with people with things yes. is drama. Yeah. People with no space to live, yeah. the, the unit of measurement of how much space you get is yeah. is like one dimension, is like one dimension, like you have this length that you can lay down into, but you don't have any width and you don't yes. have any height. This is your- So we have an exploration space. of, of yeah. the bad, like of the living conditions. And uh, and that's so much different drama where like, this is a socialist paradise, yeah, but everyone is, has everything they want. And it's, it, it's, yeah. it's kind of not, Amazingly uh, luxurious, but it's not comfortable. Yeah, everybody has everybody what they has want. Yeah, everybody has food. Everybody has shelter. Yeah. Everybody has family, and that's that's good. Now but, imagine a slice uh, of life adventure in the opposite city, yeah. and that's what Blackfish City is by Sam J. Miller. So that's what I'm listening to okay. as an audio. Well, I need to find myself on a next book. Another book. Yeah. Well, I hope you do. Um, so now you got to you got to wrap up the end. You did the intro. You also got to do the uh, outro. Oh, Go. Uh, you can uh, check us out on Goodreads. Follow us on Goodreads uh, at Luke Burridge. Is that no, correct? No. Yeah, well, become my friends, oh, but also SFP. Oh, the SFP listener group on Goodreads where you can uh, send suggestions. Also give episode feedback. There's a thread yeah. there. Um, just tell us what you think about me uh, leading through this episode, uh, trying to do a review of a book with Luke also. And um, oh yeah, and on, uh, follow us on Twitter. Um, we we did yesterday. We had a, a really fun day out and um, tweeted a little bit about that at Lude Burridge and at J U K U Berlin. Is yes, that what I'm, right. I'm on Twitter? Yes, I don't even know. We went to the Formula E race. We saw the future. We saw some Ooh, science fictional yes. future technology of oh, different e mobility and things I like that. I had the future in my head. It was amazing. Yeah. No, there was this, there was this device which was um, a, a buggy with wheels on. Yes. With this little like capsule little on it, and then above it had this massive quadcopter thing. Yes. And I was like, oh, and this is great because it could pick it up. And, and I was like, look at this. And you know, and I was like, oh yeah, it picks it up. And I was like, no, 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 it, it doesn't pick it up. And so and I was like, no, look so at this watched, video. So we watched this, this, this introduction video. video and, and then, then Juliana like, was like, oh, now I get it. And I was I like, yes, because she kept on talking about it. leaves the wheels behind. Yes, you were enthusiastic about it. And I was like, you're not quite as enthusiastic about it as you should be. I think yes. you're missing a key component yes, here. And then, then you realized but that. But <laughs> it, it was like, it was like I was looking into a, 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 a science fiction world. movie. It was This cool. was at the Green Tech Fest in yes. uh, the Formula E. And yeah. then we didn't get to, last year we got seats in the grandstand to watch the race. The this Formula time e. we didn't yeah. because we wanted, to, I wanted to be at the front row at the podium celebration and get sprayed oh, with champagne. Yes. And we got a full face worth of champagne. That. It oh, worked out so perfectly. Oh, it's so sticky. Yeah, and you, it stings in the eyes. We got, we got very sticky and wet and Juliana got a drink from the champagne oh, uh, of the winner's, well actually the second the place. Second place 
life. Sebastian Boemi, who is the <laughs> he's the previous Formula E champion and also the world endurance racing champion. Yeah. Uh, with him and Fernando Alonso and I can't remember the name of the third driver, but yes, we got world champion, multiple world champion champagne sprayed at us. Yes. And so I not, got to not, it. not the winner of champagne, but the the champion champagne. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You realize yesterday there was um three the three finishers were the yeah. three previous world champions. The three in previous the Formula, Formula e. e. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was uh, Buemi. Let me have a look at Degrassi. Did he? Did he? Uh, and uh, Lucas Degrassi. I think yeah. he did. Like in the very beginning, in the like second or something. Yeah. Oh, maybe Degrassi hasn't won uh, a championship. Did he win it? Uh, I don't even don't even remember. Uh, Formula E best finish. Yeah. So in 2016, 2017, he yeah. was the winner. Last year, yeah. Jean Evrevon was the winner, and, and, two, the very, and, two, and three very, years, uh, three years ago, Sebastian, Sebastian Buemi. Yeah. So we had we had the three, three three Formula champions. On the, on the Maybe that's the first time that's happened. I don't know. But anyway, anyway we had that fun. was a lot of fun, and you can you can see some videos on Twitter and Instagram, etc. Yes. All right, then do it. Uh, what's the outro? Uh, um, thanks. Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.